0: Gentlemen, boys, and girls, it's your guy, Dave Neal. This is the SAP, aka the Sex Actually Podcast. Hello, everyone out there uh, for my audio only people. Good to hear you. How's everyone doing? To the people watching me on the Patreon, hey guys, good to see you. We're going to go about 30 minutes today. I'm going to keep it tight on 30. This is a Friday morning. Motivational. We got to get that Friday motivation in, Friday motivate motivational podcast. Talk about a few things about kind of uh, you know you know you know the you know the standard through line right. Leap in the net will appear. Don't rent out your time. All that jazz. We'll talk a little bit about that. How it's applying in my life. I'll read a couple. Um, uh, uh, Emails from the Reddit community, some dating advice. I like to peruse the dating advice categories. There's always something fun in there. And I'll catch you up on life. Now, if you're watching my previous. YouTube videos, you know, of some issues that you might not know if you only listen to the podcast because we're blending two worlds here. So if you're in the pod, if you if you've already heard this, just kind of hang tight. But for the people that didn't know, we had a rough weekend. Now, listen, I want to start this by saying the dog is good; he's recovering. Okay. Last time I told this story, people didn't know if he was dead or not after five minutes into the story. So I don't want to put you through that sort of pressure. The dog had an emergency uh, surgery Saturday early morning around two a.m. What happened was, and I'm going to make this quick. Friday night at midnight, we noticed something was wrong with the dog. He was uh, very agitated, uh, which he normally, you know, if, if he is, he'll either vomit, he'll poop. he will be fine. He'll be done. You know, sometimes he's got a barf. In this case, he was super agitated. Nothing he could do could fix it. He laid down. He hurt it. He stood up. He hurt it. We knew he had a problem. Start looking into it. Tasha sees that all of his symptoms point to bloat, which when you're bloated as a human, it's not a big deal. When you're bloated as a dog, it is a life-threatening Uh, problem when the stomach flips, it's like, uh, you know, like when you get a stroke, uh, you know, the blood stops going to the brain and the brain starts to die. You gotta, you gotta get blood and oxygen to the brain or it's going to die. So a stroke, you know, is like, obviously like life or death kind of got to get treatment right away for the dog. It's like, it's like the the stomach's dying. Like the longer you go without fixing this, the quicker the the, the, you know, it's not going to be good. The prognosis, it won't be good. So we get to the hospital by 1 a.m. You know, we're there. Boom. We had to call f- three, four five places. We're there. Uh, they tell us right away, we'll give. we'll do x-rays, whatever. We'll see what the problem is. They were like, sure enough, he's got bloat. And when you have bloat, the only thing they can do is operate, get into the stomach and flip it. And they said, if, if all is okay, if, if nothing's died so far, if the stomach is intact, 80% chance of living. If the stomach's If they've got to remove part of the stomach because it's, it's died, they can, they can tell these things, right? They go down to 50%. They're telling us this, like, you know, like we're at a, you know, and I get it. They, they have to sort of talk to us like we're, you know, they got, they got to be straight up with us. Right. And I totally respect that. But at the same time, Tasha and I went from passing out on a Friday night to all of a sudden the dog she's had since a puppy, her emotional support animal, just this, you know, thank God that's been been around with her for her whole adult life is uh maybe not gonna make it it was crazy we didn't really even say goodbye to the dog we were just so excited to get him into the vet we were like okay boom go 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 you know it was so much about the go 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 then all of a sudden we're waiting in our car for the news and we're like oh my gosh she's you know she's feeling terrible because she hasn't you know all the things you, you feel because you're just wondering what's gonna happen they made us go home it was uh it was rough it was rough uh I tried to keep her mind off it as much as possible. till we got the phone call 4:30, We get the phone call best case scenario, the stomach's okay. They have to remove the spleen, which, you know, come to find out doesn't do too much other than maybe helps prevent infection, but not exactly the biggest problem after considering what we had been through. So we're, we're dealing with everything as it comes up. They, they tell, Oh, I'll, I'll rewind. I'll tell you about the cost. You know, I'll, I'll share with you guys the cost. They tell us like, look, you got to decide what you want to do with this because, you know, with, when it comes to animals, some people, you know, their dog's got cancer. They've had issues. He's 15. They, they decide to put him down. They'll, you know, but in our case, Boone's been healthy. It's a freak accident, which was caused sometimes by eating too quickly or it can be caused by just random things. Um, so we're like, whatever the price is, I'm like, I'm thinking crazy numbers. Is it Tasha's like, it might be five grand. And in my head, I'm thinking it might be 20 grand. What do I know? What do I know what it's going to cost? They got to wake up a, a vet and br- and get him to the hospital, right? The, the, there wasn't a vet. They had to like, literally get this guy to the hospital at 2am for emergency surgery, which is just, like, he, like, this isn't the thing Wait till 8am when he shows up for his shift. So we're like, all right, just whatever, whatever. I'm literally whatever. We'll figure it out. Uh, then they tell us it's going to be between nine and eleven thousand dollars, and it was like, like I said, no chance, no whatever, do it. And I remember telling my buddy this the next day, and he's like, he's like, you're a better guy than me. If that was up to me, I would have said we're going to get another animal. I was like, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. You don't. You don't. I mean, like I said, if there are scenarios where a dog's sick and you want to put him out of his misery, this was a scenario that we. There was a clear thing that needed to be fixed. It was fixable in the moment, emergency. Let's get to recovery. So. You know, it's like it's like that's that's where it's at. And you know, people maybe you live in Des Moines or you live in some random place, and it only costs four thousand for the surgery. We had to go to West Hollywood, which is like the epicenter of dog family. Is in the center of the family. It's like where you go to get your dog portraits. Okay, so I was like, if anyone's gonna have an overpriced vet, it's here. But it's gonna be the best vets. So we got the phone call at four thirty. Surgery went as good as possible. And then they said, we're going to call you later on. He's resting, blah, blah, blah. They've got him. And we we felt so much trust. We didn't get to Yelp this hospital. We didn't get to do any of the modern things you do before you go to some sort of surgery. Oh, let's Yelp. Let's look at this. Oh, let me look at the LinkedIn of the vet. No, none of that. It was like, this place is open. We got to go. We got to go. So we just put all of our trust into these people that we just had never even, I don't know the vet's name even. And the next day they're like, all right, he's, he hasn't had any food yet, but he went outside to pee. It's like, okay, great. He went outside to pee. This is amazing. We're still worried. Like, you know, they went in there uh, are all the tubes connected. What's the deal. Right. And then I took Tasha to the beach. Cause I was like, we got to go to the beach. We got to go. It was a heat wave on Saturday. I was like, we got to go do something. You know what I mean? We're not going to sit at home. We're waiting for a phone call regardless. We're not going to wait for a phone call at home. I'm going to get her to a beach and we're going to keep our minds busy doing other things. Sure enough, 5 p.m. comes around. We get that next update phone call we were waiting for. Also good news. You know, the dog might even be able to come home early. And our minds are blown. Our minds are blown that the dog might be able to come home Sunday, a day and a half after this uh, life-threatening surgery. Uh, cause initially we thought maybe Monday, who knows, you know, like we haven't even seen him. The poor dog thinks we probably sent him there to get tortured. Like wh- who knows how lonely he is at night. You start thinking of like, you know, like we, 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 we put human characteristics onto dogs. We, we, we think that, you know, maybe he's just happy to be, you know, pet or whatever. But in my mind, it's like, well, what happens when you wake up at 3am and he's in a crate somewhere, literally with all of his paws hooked up to like EKG things. And, But in my mind, I'm like, that's way safer than if he was with me overnight, like let him be with the people that are monitoring him. And sure enough, we get the phone call Sunday morning saying you can take the dog home. This is a day and a half after we thought what happens if he passes away? Like we, it was insane. So Sunday morning we find out we get to take the dog home at like 1 PM. So we're all excited. It it was just, you know, we're, and I'm going to, I'm going to vlog all this. We're excited for the dog to walk outside. It was so funny because the people right in front of us had a full-on Karen moment. The lady in front of us, you know, 25-year-old, jersey, Diva she's flipping out. do you know much you know yelling at the vet through on the phone about her dog? I don't know what's going on and I'm just thinking, I hope they don't think that that's our dogs like like that that's us yelling at them because they're on the phone. There's just some lady yelling in the background. We're just politely waiting for our dog and there's a full Karen moment happening. They get their dog, they get out of the way now it's up to us. We're waiting on his gate to open up and they're gonna walk boone out and we're thinking he's gonna and 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 realistically he's had his stomach cut open the whole way so like clearly he's not going to be jumping on us and licking our faces but we were like oh you know he's going to be so pumped to see us he walks out I don't want to say looking sad he looked happy he was wagging his tail but he was so drugged up of course he just had surgery 36 hours earlier but he was so drugged up that we were so happy to see him but we didn't get that response from him and We're like I oh, didn't even, even care that we're here but he I'm sure he really did We had to carry him like I had to carry him and scoop him up from like his butt and his neck because I couldn't go near his belly. And that's a lot because he's 50 pounds. So I had to carry him into the back seat and uh, get him home and just walked very, he's walking very slowly. But now as I say this Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, so it's five days later and the world has changed in five days, literally, or six days, literally Friday at midnight, the dog was fine. Then all of a sudden he wasn't. Life changes that fast. I know this sounds very dramatic to be talking about when people are dealing with bigger issues with their children or moms and you know mortality with humans dealing with, and all I can say is to relate it to this tiny little moment, to have that happen, to have, you because know, Tasha and I, we've talked all the time about the stupid fights we've been in over the dumbest things. We were so laser focused on a singular goal which was to get Boone the best help we could. That everything else dissipated. Every other petty grievance was gone. Every other little thing. It was like we are on the same team, and we have a fight, and we're going to put every resource we have into overcoming this. That was our like. That was our like. Um, uh, you know, amazing race moment. And afterwards, we were just there like, oh, it. it, it It almost felt like if you, if like you almost stepped into traffic and someone saved your life and you're like, Whoa, what that, that would have, that could have gone differently. That's how we felt after that crazy day we had where it was like, that could have gone so differently and there will be a day when that does happen. But in the meantime, the way we came together, I was so proud of, I was also proud of you guys. I mean. So anyway, well, so I'll say this. They actually, because the dog got out a day early, I think they actually lowered the price. It came out to $8,000 and change. So it wasn't the full nine dollars to $11,000. But, you know, they were preparing us for what could have been if they had to remove part of his stomach or this or that. So he's literally sitting next to me. He's, um, you know, they've shaved all around his belly. He's not on antibiotics. He couldn't keep the bandage on because the way his dog body is, he kept on peeing on the bandage because he's this bass So... We've just kept a close eye on him. and It'll go back to the hospital next week and make sure there's no infections. But so far, he's just—it's just a clean. Like he's just moving slowly, um, and um, and um, not really barking. I feel like that takes up a lot of weight on the diaphragm, like barking. So he's not—he's not making much noise. He's eating all of his food. He's drinking. He's just back to being a good dog. So we're we're so thankful to everyone. We got hundreds of dollars in donations, maybe up to five hundred in donations from from you folks out there. So I, I thank you all so much. You know, people understand like these sort of bills, they come out of nowhere. And i I have to say this, the last year, Tasha and I made like, it was, we finally started getting our finances, right? We finally started getting like an emergency fund and, and, you know, just like getting ourselves to a place where this wasn't a financially crushing decision to make was really powerful. And, I know a lot of people aren't there in our society after this pandemic and this and that. And I can't imagine what it feels like for people to have to make tough decisions. But I also can't imagine when I was completely broke when I got in my car accident. So, like, I I can't imagine what it's like uh, to be hopeless and not have purchasing power to make like the right healthy decisions. And it sucks and it's a bad place for us to be. And the motivation comes here, what I'm about to say the motivation comes. How do we get ourselves into a position of power? Power is energy, and it it's translated in different ways. Money is power. You could take somebody like, but you could all, but power is also whatever equity and skill you have. You can be broke and know that you've got the skills to go, but like you can be a great guitarist and be broke, and you can still find a street to go play on and make money. Like there, like as long as you are building equity in yourself. You can build the skills necessary to like, to have a career, even, even if you lose your job or lose this or that. So with, with Tasha, as an example, she's had these sort of golden handcuffs where she works in, in the world of fit modeling. And, you know, she talks about it. It pays well. She, she works as a freelancer. So she works for different clients. It pays well, but it doesn't pay well enough that it's like a bunch of saving and longevity. It pays well with the assumption that she's only going to work those jobs for as long as she can a fit into the clothing B stand up straight. You know, she's got Lyme disease and scoliosis. I'm not saying she's degenerating by any means, but it is very painful for her to stand up all day long uh, and work a job that that's what she has to do. Um, So, We've been talking a lot. She's seen how my YouTube has, for the most part, changed my life this year. For the most part, you know, as much as I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not driving a Ferrari. I still drive my 2004 Toyota Matrix. So my next big purchase was going to be to buy a nice three-year-old used car. I still wasn't going to pay more than 12 grand. So when the dog's vet thing happens, it goes, well, let's just keep that Toyota matrix for another year. Let's ride that puppy to the ground. So it's not like I'm flaunting some crazy conspicuous consumption, but I have been able to save a little bit. The YouTube has performed better. The Patreon was at 22 Patreon members. And as I said today, it's at 111 of you. That's fantastic. And I'm grappling with, um... With uh, uh, the the book um, uh, the laws of divine compensation, Marian Williamson. I'm grappling with the ideas of letting abundance into my life, getting rid of the negativity that has plagued me for so long. The restrictions we put on our brain. Oh, we are so so critical of ourselves nobody is, nobody talks to us the way our subconscious talks to ourselves. Shame on our subconscious for treating us so poorly. I say this to Tasha all the time. She'll say something to herself and I'll say, don't talk to my fiance that way. Nobody talks to her that way. And it's true. No, I I would never let anybody talk to her the way she talks to herself. And no one ever talks to me, my worst commenters on YouTube. Don't talk to me the way my negative self can talk to. So the idea of overcoming whatever collective just just dust and... That exoskeleton of guilt. Why didn't I start this sooner? Why, didn't, when I was younger, I could have made this decision. My husband's holding me back. The kids are holding me back. There's always a scenario where somebody's holding us back. It's always going to exist. There's always going to be a gatekeeper, and there's always going to be a limitation if you let there be. Now, the question is, and this is where I love like Randy Posh. We talk about this all the time. Randy Posh from the last lecturer, right? He passed away. He had stage four cancer. He was dying and he knew he had to give a final speech. You can watch it on YouTube. It's also a best-selling book. Just Google search The Last Lecture. Randy Posh, his whole idea is brick walls aren't meant to keep people out. They're meant to show people how bad they want something. Imagine if everyone started a YouTube channel and they just got 100,000 subscribers to start. Now, look, I am for social programs. The brick wall is meant to keep people out. But what I think we can do is give each other better scenarios to leap over that brick wall. But the point is, is you still have to want it. You have to want, you know, to do stand-up comedy. Because you're going to be 10 years into stand-up comedy... And you're not going to be, it's a long, slow process. You're going to have to want to be an artist. It can be a long, slow process and journey of playing honky tonks for 15 years and, 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 and fiddling, you know, uh, as a dueling pianist at dive bars. You're going to, I mean, and I'm not saying that because you have to accept the limitation that you'll always be a starving artist, but you need to want something so bad that you take all the gatekeepers, you take all the limitations and you say, I will find a way to the other side, whether you like it or not, whether you think you, whether you believe in me, whether my parents are doubtful because it's not a job that comes with health insurance. All the different reasons to keep people from doing what it is they're meant to do. That's the brick wall. If you really want it. You will find a way over it. People will help you. People will bend over so you can stand up on their backs to help you get over that wall because they know once you're over the wall, you're going to look back and offer a hand for them. Because once you see the building of equity in yourself, you understand how valuable it is in others. So, with Tasha's sake, she's been able to see that I'm having a go of it. They always say, if you want to be a millionaire, the odds of becoming a millionaire go up a lot if you have friends who are millionaires. And that is simply because you see that it's not some crazy thing where you live on some low, you know, low middle class cul-de-sac and you don't know anybody who, you know, it's like, if you want to be a singer songwriter, you might want to move to Nashville or, or a scene that has a little bit of what it is that you're looking to do an open mic scene. And uh, there's again, and if you don't have that, and if you live in Juneau, Alaska, and there's no stand up comedy, you create a stage, you literally build the field so people can play on it. If you build it, they will come. All the rules of self-actualizing apply when you get rid of limitations. And the beauty of my YouTube channel is there is an audience that is showing up. My job is twofold. Give people a good experience and give them and, uh, give them a reason to come back and build that following farther. Keep on building. There's runoff there. So whenever you see someone who's got like a stand-up or a YouTube channel, I should say, Chances are their spouse might start one because they go, oh, that's great. Oh, if you have one, I could go in and then you're and then you at it and then we can work on this together. Great. So for Tasha, it's like she can't fit model forever. We can't have a family where she's a fit model. That's just not sustainable. But maybe she can vlog. Maybe she can do these other things. So to, for the start of this bachelorette season, I said, I... I, I always say this to Tasha. She has a Poshmark account, which is an online thrift store for all the clothes she has, and she's very good at not like she knows as much as she knows as much about fashion as i do about baseball i'll talk baseball all day long i'll talk about splitters and curveballs and changeups and what to do with your left toe and your right elbow all day long the ins and outs of baseball because i've played it my whole life and there's nuance to it and while it might sound boring i bet you i could make it i bet you if you if you think baseball's boring you come sit with me at a baseball game we'll make it interesting just the way i don't enjoy soccer but if i go to a game with someone who really gets it and they're like dude here's what you got to understand when you see that passion you cut, it absorbs you. So with Tasha, I go, you've got a gift for fashion. I mean, she's worked as a model in the fit fashion world for a decade. So she works with all the best designers. She's standing there as they're doing this, and she's saying this doesn't fit well. She's literally test-driving all of the merchandise with the people that are creating it—that is huge value. And with that, she's also gone to design school, so she's got all these skills. She doesn't quite realize. And again, I'm using her as an example because uh, I can speak freely about this as someone who I'm like, he, you like, you speak a language and you don't know how valuable it is. So when it comes to *Bachelorette*, I go, "What if we did a what if we did uh, a show along with all the other content I make where you?" break down every uh, the fashion of the week. It's very specific. The bachelor community is very specific doing fashion in the bachelor community is, like super specific. But you know, You've got it. So, so we started and we called it Tasha's take. Someone gave us that recommendation. It's called Tasha's take. And it's just like, all right, Katie, the bachelorette wore this, the co-host wore that. Let's talk about it. And sure enough, combined with my kind of ignorance to it all, where I can be like, what is this called? This looks like a pencil, pencil dress. And she'll be like, that's actually what it's called. I go, Oh my God. You know, the, the uh, sort of, um, professor student vibe. That's what we would call it in comedy. There's always like two peas in a pod, which is like dumb and dumber would be two peas in a pod. And the professor student or straight man, uh, you know, uh, straight man uh, character is basically what it is. Where Tasha is the straight man. She's the professor. And I'm kind of like the idiot who's like, all right, but what about that? And she can actually provide the skill, the bandwidth to talk. So we're going over this and and I was like, all right. I've done we did the first two weeks of this show on my YouTube channel. But I was like, if we're gonna, if we're gonna really build your YouTube channel, we gotta put these episodes on your channel. We gotta drive people to your channel. They're already gonna watch mine, but the percentage that like what you're doing, you like Tasha's got something to offer that's that could be bigger than me, but it by at the very least is different, which is informative fashion. So she's got some great ideas she's coming up with. She's still limited by uh, I'll tell you what it is: perfectionism. Tasha's a perfectionist, and I'm not. I, I'll put slop out there. Sometimes it'll bomb on stage. Sometimes it's a hit. But I'll I'll put my this is the best I have right now out there. And she's in 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 perfectionism. Perfectionist. I'm sure some of you guys are there. Perfectionists are have a hard go at it because you need to have a growth mindset. You need to understand that even the things that you're perfect at, you were you weren't when you started. Unless you were born some virtuoso singer, we go through like a lot of growth. A lot of growth. And and she needs to know, just like you do and I do, remind ourselves that whatever... Put ourselves in the best situation to win, and if it's not perfect, it's good enough. And perfect isn't that everything looks flawless. Perfect is putting your content out there and not finding excuses why it's not ready. So the idea of a weekly fashion thing is really great because it's timely. It's like, you've got to get this out. And we, like I said, we did it for two episodes and now we're going to just put the, the the future episodes on her channel and people will go over to it and watch it. And YouTube is going to go, Oh, people that watch Dave also watch her and it's going to be a community and where it goes from there. Who knows? But like I've said to her, if you know why I started my vlog channel, because I don't want to be limited by the bachelor franchise, whether or not the bachelor survives or not. I want to be limited by whatever, but no limits. I want to do whatever I want I want to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And when it comes to the YouTube algorithm, that's not the way they think. They go, when, when people search for bachelor, bachelorette, your videos, they want to watch. And if I post other things, they don't come to it. So that's why I started a vlog channel. So it can be independent of those search terms. And it would be great to come to a day where Tasha and I do have a family raising kids and also making money at a job that allow that we don't have to ask when to take a vacation that we don't have to ask, like, can I get the afternoon off? I'm not feeling it. So looking towards our future, and I challenge you guys this as well, what sort of investment are you willing to make? to get off the grid as far as get off of the mainstream, you know, shackles that hold people. And what are the shackles? Getting paid every two weeks, getting health insurance, getting your pension matched, all these things. But look, your company's not taking a loss. So they're giving you the crumbs. They're giving you as little as it takes to, to succeed, to survive. And, and, and then somebody who, who owns it, who has equity and stock, they're the ones making the true money. So how do you get your, yourself to a place, whether you're a yoga instructor or a cellist or whatever the case may be, how do you get yourself to a place where you don't rent out your time? We've talked about it forever and we're still talking about it with Tasha. It might come down to... L- getting rid of some of her clients, literally taking a pay loss to understand that maximizing your paycheck in the short term isn't always the best solution. Now, I say this all because before the pandemic, I was working to the gills on my side gig, doing bad comedy because I wasn't getting enough stage time and feeling not creatively fulfilled. And it took a literal pandemic for me to pause, regroup, get my life together. And so many people have similar scenarios. Uh, This, the same story I've heard over and over online where a guy goes, you know, because of the extra government uh, in uh, unemployment, I was able to buy a suit, take a day off of work and interview at a job. I'm actually better qualified for that pays more. So the ideas of how like capitalism got so bad in our country where, you know, Amazon streamlined everything. Uber. I worked Uber and Lyft. You think you're making money on the short term. You're like, oh, that's quick cash. You got quick cash. Then you realize you got to put gas in your car. You got to fix it. When the th- when the thing breaks down, when the chick vomits in the backseat, all the things are going to happen. So you get to a place where you go, man, we're getting robbed out here. Somebody's making a lot of money. Jeff Bezos, all the other, you know, the big, big company, the Walton family, right? They're making big money out there. And if I don't think the world's going to change anytime soon as far as companies relinquishing power. I think it's up to us to find a way to how, how do I make the choice to do what it is I want under my terms? Chances are you're going to have to work twice as hard. But those, the effort you put into that work pays off tenfold. So I work twice as hard now. But then the days that I'm not working, I'm still making money. People are still watching content. You know, it's not as evergreen as some people's content, where it just gets views. Like I have a very short news cycle for my content. So if I go a couple of days without making views, every without making videos every Monday, I got to start working hard again to get those viewers to come back. I'm working hard to get people to subscribe, to get people to like videos, to play the algorithm. But as I'm trying to tell Tasha, if if um if the if the videos Tasha and I make the Tasha's take. Uh, if those videos right now on my YouTube channel, they're probably making like 80 bucks a video, which is it's good. It's it's not a lot by any means, but it's cool that they're making 80 bucks. They're going to go to Tasha's channel where she's not monetized. They're not going to make any money. But does it get 1,000 subscribers to her channel to get it monetized? Will she then be able to build on it? How much money is that worth? It's all, It's like companies decide you know, how much they're willing to spend to acquire new members, they might get, yeah, they're going to give you the first two months free to join the gym because they know they have a $400 cancellation policy and they know you're going to be, that's why like every company and their mother right now has a subscription-based business model. They want people, and again, that's what the Patreon is, but they want people to come back and keep on being a part of something versus a one-time acquisition. And that's kind of how it is with, with what Tasha what and I are trying to do where get people to invest in you for your skills, even if you're getting paid more now, for the thing you're not skilled at. Now, she's skilled as a fit model, but she's not valued in the way she would be if she provides um, the information that she has, along with her personality, and packages that together online. She might look at a video, and I'm using her as an example, because I truly believe in her, and we're so close to to this, that she knows Like I am so rooting her on. But, you know, I've made... I've made recap videos for seven years. I've, I've gotten better at talking to a camera, but for the most part, I was stiff as a board when I started this. I still, I still have days where I just gotta like, listen to some music. I got this song, I play this, I, I, I downloaded this the other day and I love blasting this song. I just started like clapping. Listen to this. I, start, I, I was starting just clapping to this before I go live. A psycho, and you know it's like getting that energy right, getting that self to like, what's gonna make me better than the other people doing what I do? What's gonna transcend the someone when they click on it to be like, oh, we're gonna vibe with this, and that's where it becomes very delicate. So, so for Tasha, like, look, maybe she, uh, maybe maybe she's at a six out of ten with her online presentation skills, but she's only done it twice. It's like you have room to grow. I believe in you, I'm investing in you, you know, like this is it, this is the type of thing, money's power, YouTube subscribers are power, it's a chance for us to grow our following and then maybe we don't do Bachelor anymore but we have a following and we have a kid now so we do a child-based, uh, you know, like uh, like mothering vlog, whatever the case may be, you, you know, this it's like our world is just kind of niching down into that way, so for everyone who's listening and brainstorming about ways that you can improve, um and, and and you know what it comes down to is control it comes down to control sometimes you can handle your boss and it's like all right they're fine they're you know whatever they I got to deal with them but I get off at the end of the day and I can go live my own life but then there's going to be a day where you're told to do something you don't have control and some people have a higher threshold for compl- for being compliant and in some ways I do but in other ways I don't and to not have to answer to anyone it doesn't make me any less professional it just makes me fully committed to doing things that are going to benefit me. So the time that I spend not only pays me, but it's an investment in me. So it's, it's, it's like renting out a house versus making mortgage payments. If you, Chances are, in most cases, if you make those mortgage payments, you're putting that equity, that money back into the house. And that's what it's all about. How are we going to put money back into our own portfolio there? And in most cases, it's going to come by taking a risk on yourself. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? I had some other um, emails I was gonna read, but I'm pretty happy with where we stand right now. So I I wanna use this as an example to show you guys that I'm not only investing in myself, I'm investing in my fiance, I'm investing in my family, and I'm gonna double down on doing things that seem interesting, informative, that seem passionate to me. I'm worth more and you are worth more when you're doing something that you love. If you love moccasins, find a way to make moccasins your job. Maybe you start a moccasins YouTube re, uh, review video where you just buy all the moccasins and say what your favorite mo- Who the hell knows what it is? But find a way, whatever it is you love, to make it yours and to make whatever you do a part of that because... You, you can't change your core identity, your, your core morals. But if you have a product or a service that aligns with that, you know, I would love to be retired someday and be a bellhop. I'd be at the front talking to the people as they smoke. Yeah, sure. There's plenty of avenues you can take to that will reflect like um, things that you love doing. And and the goal is is to not feel bad for where you are and understand all the jobs you've had leading up to this moment now are skill sets that will be applied to whatever you do moving forward. And with all that said, thank you guys so much for letting me rant to you. Good luck out there. Share with me what you're working on. Share with me your darkest secrets. And I guarantee this, if you are ready, say it out loud and be shocked at how quickly things move for you. So buckle up. It's a crazy ride. Let me know what you guys think. And thank you so much to all my Patreon members for donating your time, your energy, your money. I appreciate everyone who's out there. It makes a big difference. It makes it so much easier to upgrade equipment. It makes it so much easier to take risks, to provide you guys a better show. And, and uh, to all the live stream people that are out there and the audio only, I, all of your momentum and energy that you've put into believing in me and in the time you've spent on the channel has helped it grow immensely. So I appreciate you guys so much. I would not be here with you. I have a show later on today. If you're watching this on Friday, no need to come. It's already like full. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I got this show. I'm just on a random show in, in Echo Park, right? It's not a big deal. It's just a random stand-up show. I talk about it on my channel. I got so many people coming to this show and it was it's been like a real powerful moment for me where I'm like, Oh, as I keep on growing my YouTube channel, as I keep growing this, I'm gonna keep growing an audience that's gonna be there to Want to laugh, to want to have fun. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. The comedy's gonna get better because more people will come, more good energy. I can share those clips online, and then more people are gonna want to be a part of it. And it's so grassroots, man. Companies can't pay for this type of grassroots. So I appreciate you guys so so much, all the energy, the support. If you do want to see me in um, in the future, stand-up comedy. There's a link in the description where you can join the newsletter. Um, the world's just opening back up, so like I don't know where I'll be in the future, but if if I'm in your neighborhood and if I'm in your neck of wood doing shows, I definitely want to uh, come out and see you and, and, uh, and, and uh, I can't wait to meet people in person. I'll be posting photos about all that. It'll be fun. All right, guys. Thank you guys again so much. I really appreciate you. Oh, that's the wrong button here. Sorry, I'm on my mixer. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Bye now.